0: What up, Bulls Nation? Welcome into the CHGO Bulls Podcast presented to you by bet Don't forget that promo code CHGO when you sign up to live your bet life. Yours. I'm Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. Mm-hmm. This is my guy, Big Dave over here. That's he is me. at BAWL Sports. Will the thrill in Brazil? The magic bubble. He is at Won't Gottlieb. We are CHGO underscore Bulls. No. On Twitter, we got our producer hanging out with us. His name's Joey. You Joey. know him. You love him. We also got our new sales guy, Chris, hanging out with us today. What up, Chris? Chilling. Man, looking smooth, cool.
1: And uh, I like the wave right there. That was very presidential on that wave <laughs> no, right there. I like that <laughs> man. <You know? laughs> man
0: belongs <laughs> in a parade. Yes, he does. Man, get this man afloat now.
1: <laughs> Joey, Joey, I got questions for you before you get into your uh, 14 computers. I have a question. Yep. Yeah. Did you go? Did you go to the Kendrick concert? Yeah, I did. Tell me about it. How was it?
2: I did. It was great. It was a lot of fun. Um, second time I've seen him at the United Center, a lot of people there. Mm-hmm. You know it's cool to see him selling it out. Um, Baby Keem was very cool to see. I've, I've been a Baby Keem fan for decently, like almost three years now, so mm-hmm. I, it was cool to see um, cool to see them perform together. Um, I mean, if anybody else is listening and is a Kendrick fan and he's coming to wherever you are, yeah, I recommend you go see it. It was a lot of fun.
1: Did you? What song was it for you? Where you just lost your mind? Was it Family Ties? Was that? See,
2: I, yes, I'm a huge Kendrick. So, like when he does like All Right, like I, uh-huh. I thought that was great. It was that was awesome, but Family Ties with Baby Keem when he brought him back out mm-hmm. and and the crowd was really into it. Like mm-hmm. that's the only time I took out my phone to take a video because oh, so I that's see this. yeah. So that that I think speaks volumes to how how cool that part was. Okay.
1: All right. All right. Now, back to Matt. I know I've, we've said a lot of words. He knows Matt about. Matt is so You're confused. You crazy
2: kids with your music.
0: What was the median age of this Kendrick concert? 15? Uh, definitely not 15.
1: Definitely not. Uh, <laughs> definitely not.
0: Cam in the comments that speaking of music, I saw the Chili Peppers, a soldier this weekend. Amazing show! Wow, a bunch of my friends soldier were at Chili weekend? Peppers. Yeah, so yeah. Chili, oh, chili, chili Peppers go, go. I would have went, and but you know, I heard what the ticket prices were, and I was like, oh, I love the
2: Peppers, I do not love them that much. So you know who opened for the Chili Peppers? Big who? Dave, Thundercat.
1: Thundercat opened for them.
2: Yeah, it's pretty oh, cool. Man,
1: damn. The, Lawrence say? is saying that the Strokes
2: opened for the Peppers. I heard. Th- I heard Thundercat was there.
0: I could be it wrong. Chili Peppers
1: my favorite rock band. Wait, yeah.
0: how is it that you didn't know, Mr. I Know Everything About Music yeah. from like 2000 BC to now, <laughs> didn't know that the Chili Peppers, a band you love, was playing at Soldier this past week? I didn't know they
1: were at Soldier. I was, guess I was more focused on the Kendrick. I will never trust Daddy you God. ever again That's whenever fair. you talk
0: about music. That is a fair assessment, that is a, sir. That is That's a gross
1: fair. oversight, sir. That's great. Have you heard their new album? Chili Peppers? Yeah. Some of it, yeah. You like It's good, though, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean,
0: it's... it's it's hard the for the two members to really put good. out bad albums. Yeah, but they had one of them they had in the middle of that was in. Mm. Some of them are just albums where they put out some crap. Yeah. In, like, because they just want to add more songs right. to an album. Correct. That Correct. is partially good. Correct. But yeah. this one was good. Metallic yeah, like is guilty of the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> this is true. This it's is like, good. hey, here's three good songs and seven Shea songs. <laughs> Still making albums. Still making albums. Hi, um, Will. <laughs> <laughs> Did
3: hey, you go to a concert was, in Brazil this weekend, Will? No, but I'll probably see some live music at some point. Like some samba or something like that. Definitely.
1: Definitely. Dave, That's what he says. Dave, hey, like, Joey, turn him up, please. Yeah,
3: turn, turn him up. up. Uh, we want to hear
1: more. All right, more guys. Of the we got
0: a lot of cover today. Uh, we're going to. C- Briefly touch on the Knicks and the Hornets and what they did with their respective off-seasons, rounding out our Eastern Conference off-season evals that we've been doing for the last month or so. But before we get to those teams and their off-seasons, we got to talk about the breaking news of this morning, which was, hey, remember when Kevin Durant demanded that trade back in <laughs> June? Never mind. Here it is from Shams, the original tweet. Uh, Steve Nash, Joe and Sean Marks met with Kevin Durant and Rich Kleiman today uh, in Los Angeles. Uh, or actually met on Monday uh, and have decided to move forward with partnership, Nets say, and then Shams followed that up in a statement from Nets GM, Sean Marks, quote, we are focusing on basketball with one collective goal in mind, build a lasting franchise to bring a championship to Brooklyn, end quote. So, guys, we talked about this a little bit on yesterday's show because there was a report from Shams with updates on what's going on with KD, which teams are still in the hunt, what's the asking price. And the three of us sat here and said it sounded more and more like they aren't going to get an offer that they deem to be worthy of Kevin Durant, and he's just going to stay in at this season. And that was the news of this morning.
1: Yeah, we literally said this yesterday. He would not be traded. He wasn't going to be – he would be there. It just seemed – you know what it's like? It's like telling, I don't know your significant other, you know, I want to see other people. Yeah. And then you go out there and you realize other people are shitty. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And and then, <laughs> that's really what it is. You know, he found out, well, they probably don't think you look like you think you look. And, you know, like it's a lot more issues you got to go through and, you know, a lot more red red flags, You maybe more than you're used to. And you realize... You had everything at home, you know, and then you just go back home. So it just I feel felt like, like Big
0: that. Dave's most recent serious girlfriend is getting, a, like, a subliminal message sent right now.
1: <laughs> like, hey, <laughs> I made a mistake, sweetie. Listen, she 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 confessed she made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> like a month later, she and I was like, yeah, well, when I'm done, I'm done. So that's just what that is. You know, shout out to you, though. You're still cool. We're still cool.
3: That's my dog. What um, do you think about this, Will? Go ahead, Will. Well, it was like the other thing we were talking about yesterday, which was the Knicks being super desperate for Donovan Mitchell. I think like they were just kind of calling his bluff and dealing with the the desperation that other teams were, you know, waiting to see the asking price go up a little bit. Now they're just they're calling his bluff. They're not going to do it, and I think that will actually drive up the price. I'm not convinced this is the end of the saga. I think as we were talking about yesterday like maybe now because the Nets are saying, Yeah, we're going to keep him. Maybe now the, you know, the Scotty Barnes's of the world start to become a little bit more available because that's what's required to prime away. Whereas before it was like, Well, he's going to leave. It doesn't really matter. We don't have to throw our best package available. So I'm not convinced this is over, but um, definitely it's sort of like a emphatic message that like they're not dealing with it and that they're going to risk him potentially sitting out games. So that was the other thing was like this. Um, Uh, investigation with Ben Simmons and the league and coming to some sort of agreement between um, the 76ers and Simmons on what money he was going to get back. Um, Obviously that played a role because um, you know like the he's not going to sit out games if he's not going to be able to get that money back. So I think there's a little bit of that at play as well. Yeah. Go ahead.
1: Well, Well, let me ask you something. What do you think the Nets front office did wrong? in this situation of trying to trade KD because it seems like Danny Ainge kind of has the Knicks, you know, by the cojones right here. And, you know, he's going to get whatever he wants. You had a better player, like arguably top three in the league, and, and you still couldn't get, you know, something great. You know what I'm saying? for? Were
3: they asking too much or what, what do you think they went wrong on this? That's a tough one. I'm not even sure they did anything wrong. I think they like explored the trade market, realized they weren't under any obligation to trade him. And anything you get back, I mean, there's like the irony of the trade is like, whoever actually has enough to trade for KD, you're gonna end up giving so much away that when you get KD, you're not gonna be competitive because that's all you're gonna have. So I think the Nets are just like in a situation where they're gonna lose if they trade him. So they may as well try to keep him and repair the situation. It seems like that's where it's heading. But we also don't know if Katie's going to hold out games now. I think that will ultimately change the, the direction again if he decides to do that.
0: The the part of this that is most curious to me is what was said in this meeting between Kevin Durant and his representation and Sean Marks and Steve Nash and the Nets to all of a sudden get Kevin on board. Yeah. Because that was what was explained as the original reason for his trade demand yeah. Uh, And and then they came out, like, with an update a week or two weeks. I can't remember the timelines exactly. After saying, Katie basically said, it's him, it's me or them. Mm -hmm. Get rid of Steve Nash as this team's head coach. Get rid of Sean Marks as the head of this team's front office. Mm -hmm. Or trade me. Yeah. So what were they able to say to KD and his representation in this meeting to change his mind that these are the right people to remain on course? Because, uh, you know, Joe Sy issued that public uh, release, press release like a couple weeks ago saying Steve Nash and Sean Marks have my full support. Right. How did they win back Kevin Durant's support? That's what
1: I'm wondering right now. That's a great question, too, because you're right. He was very adamant about not being here with those guys. Like, yeah. he kind of drew a line in the sand. Say's so it's either them or it's me. And he was like, it's them. <laughs> he was like, well, trade me. And they're like, well, we can't. So what do you want to do? You're under contract, buddy. You know what I mean? And thanks for that no trade clause, by the way. <laughs> thanks for putting that in, there, in your contract there, sir. So, yeah, man, I don't, I don't know. It's really interesting. Um, I guess time kind of heals all wounds kind of thing. It could be that kind of scenario for yeah. him. Uh, it could be we're getting closer to the season he just wants to play basketball because Kevin Durant loves to play basketball it's what he enjoys doing so much Um, could be the fact that I've been here a couple years and you know I mean it's better to be with the devil you know than the devil you don't kind of situation I mean it could be a a number of those things man but all we know for a fact though for sure is they ironed it out in LA and he's going to be back and it's now that big three it's going, that we thought we were going to see the, you know, last season, now we're going to see now with Ben Simmons, Kyrie, and uh, KD will.
0: Niles isn't buying it. He think- said, time will not heal this wound, Dave. <laughs>
3: <laughs> He's playing. Something's healed. You know what I'm saying? Something's healed, bro. Yeah, it's like the Aiden situation. Like It was clearly fractured, and now they paid him, and hopefully it'll be able to work out. I think it's similar. But I, for me, it's like, KD, I think, demanded this trade wanting to go to certain teams, obviously, right? It was the Suns and the Heat. And I think the Nets tried to make those moves, but they can't just give them away. So my guess for this conversation is like, look, KD, we tried to trade you. We tried to get you to the places we want. We can't just give you away. I think you understand that. So they don't have what it takes to to make it work. Can we just try to run this back in and see what we can do down the road. And I think that's kind of like the only possible scenario where it was going to work out for all parties. Obviously, like, not preferred for KD, but that's like an impossible trade demand. Like, you cannot... One side of that is going to be extremely lopsided, and that is always going to be the Nets because they're losing Kevin Durant. So I just think it was, like, impossible from the start, and now it seems like everybody's just kind of coming to terms with that.
0: That's the other really interesting thing to me is that This is a very striking uh, counterpoint to this recent trend of NBA superstars who, if they are unhappy with their current lot in life, their contract, the team they're playing for, the situation, and they want out, they do what Kevin just did earlier this summer and say, trade me. I want out. Trade me. and. The recent trend has been those players eventually get what they want. Yes. Anthony yeah. Davis forced his way out of New Orleans. Yeah. James Harden forced his way out of Houston. Mm-hmm. And then forced his way out of Brooklyn. Yes. Uh, like, yes. th- this has been the trend. <laughs> we talked about it when we were talking about whether or not Zach Levine would sign the offer that the Bulls gave him this summer, assuming that they offered him the max. If two or three years from now, Zach Levine said, you know, it's been, it's been real Chicago, but I want out the advice that Rich Paul and, and his reps would give him is sign that bulls contract. Cause it's the most money. And if you want out later, we'll deal with it later and we'll just get you out via trade. Does this somehow now change that this one example of Kevin Durant, one of the biggest named superstars in the league yeah. using that move to say, I know I'm under contract for four more years, mm-hmm. but I want out. So get me out. And the team looking around at any and all trade options and offers and saying, you know what? None of these are good enough. Sorry, Kevin. No, we're not trading you. Yeah. It's, a,
1: it's a big swing back the other direction from the recent trend. Yeah, that pendulum definitely was a huge swing. The, the main difference of this, Matt, is I think Kevin Durant is a victim of his own greatness. And what I mean by that is it's very hard to get equal value back for somebody like Kevin Durant. So... A Donovan Mitchell or even a James Harden or Zach Levine, no disrespect to any of them because those are great players, but Kevin Durant is better than all of them. So when they can ask for a trade, you can get something of equal value back, you know what I'm saying, for those kind of players, you know what I mean? What do you give for Kevin Durant, man? You know what I mean? Nothing is enough. For Kevin Durant. What, what do you want? you want? You want his Burks? Like, you can have them. You know what I'm saying? You like, can't have these. Yeah, well, probably not them, but we'll buy you some. <laughs> if you need some Burks, I'll get you some. You want some athletic green? I mean, whatever you want, you give him, but it still won't be enough. He's kind of a victim of his own greatness. Now, when he gets, I think when he gets a little older down the line, maybe the next three years, maybe it, it'll soften up then. You know what I'm saying? It'll, it'll change up then for him. Uh, going to another 10 and actually getting some kind of equal value back. But as of right now, of who he is, man, and what he provides, and you saw those numbers where he was, he was damn near averaging 30 a game last year, seven rebounds, and six assists. Like, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? That's not a fall-off. You know what I mean? And doing it, playing 30-plus minutes. You know, I think he played, what, 55 games, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, man, it's very – he's a victim of his own greatness. So I don't think it would deter other players – from still kind of demanding that trade, you know what I'm saying, and trying
3: to get what they want out of it. I think that's true because of the four years left on his contract. You can trade Rudy Gobert for a million draft picks, even though he's got four years because he's Rudy Gobert, and he's not Kevin Durant. But there's no threat of Kevin leaving in free agency this summer, the way that there was a threat of Harden leaving in free agency this summer. Like, then that's we're able to get a lot back for him. And they didn't have to pay him. Like, the, you know, the 76ers got super lucky he was willing to take a pay cut because the Nets would have had to pay him too, and who knows if that would have been the case if he was still in Brooklyn. You think back to Kawhi. He was an expiring contract when they moved him to the Raptors. You think to Anthony Davis. I think he had a year or a year and a half left on his deal. So it's the four years to me. Like, you can't just trade him uh, to get obviously worse when there's no threat of him leaving for nothing and i think that's really the difference here so it does become like the better the player is we're in this era of player empowerment right where players can demand where they want to go or sign for however many you know max contracts or years or whatever it may be but at a certain level if there's time left on your contract and you're that good a trade is just not possible and if he had a year left or even two I think this is a totally different story where the Nets are now under a little bit more pressure to get whatever they can for him because obviously he's not going to come back if he's demanding this trade.
0: Uh, Charlie in the comments pointing out something that a lot of people have been talking about on NBA Twitter this morning, kind of comparing this KD situation to what Kobe went through in the summer of 2007 Uh, when he was – thought he was done being a Laker and wanted his way out, yeah. saying uh, it's the same as when Kobe wanted to leave the Lakers in 2007. There was no real scenario where the Nets could get equal value, and no matter what he tried to do, they were never going to trade him. Although, I mean, I don't know. Although, According to Kobe and a lot of other people in that Kobe situation yeah. back in 07, they came very close yeah. to, to yeah. moving him.
1: It was, it was a all dang thing, like, they didn't want to do it without Lou Aldang, and right. Kobe didn't want to play without right. Lou Aldang. And it so. seemed
0: like this KD thing—they never got close to a deal right. that
1: they thought was good enough. Exactly, there was no one player that they just said, "Oh, he's the deciding factor of this. We don't want to give him up. Or we don't want to give him up." Maybe the Pelicans might be the closest to that because they did not want to give up Brandon Ingram. You know, right. what I'm saying, in that trade scenario, so maybe they're the closest in this. But yeah, in general, it just felt like no matter what was on the table, they wanted more. Right. You know. Yeah.
3: And again it comes back to like the the way that the Nets are hamstrung right now because they've traded all their future picks away to get James Harden. They can't afford to be bad. I think that would also change the scenario if they could do basically what the Rockets did, trade James Harden for a haul of picks, get bad themselves and increase the value of their own picks that way. And now they're sitting pretty with Jalen Green and Jabari Smith and Tari Eason and all the Alperen Changun, all the young players that they have plus upcoming picks of their own that are going to be pretty high. Plus, you know, who knows what happens with the Nets that I assume they're going to be good this year, but this whole thing could still explode. So they are in a great spot and it was because they were able to get bad and because they had more of a threat that Harden would just walk in free agency for nothing. Whereas the Nets can't afford to be bad or, you know, and they know that Kevin's not going to just leave in the next year for nothing.
0: This This now makes the Brooklyn Nets a very, very intriguing team for this upcoming season. Because they do theoretically have two stars and a kind of also a star. Mm -hmm. I mean, Katie, Kyrie, Ben Simmons, all of them multi-time all-stars. Yes. But they all have giant question marks on how much will they be bought in to winning for the Brooklyn Nets this season. Yeah. So, and, and for all of their various reasons, KD, unhappy, wanted to trade. Kyrie, didn't really love the way that his offseason went down, thought he was going to force his way out, right. thought he was going to you know decline this, this option with the Nets and get a longer-term deal somewhere else, maybe go to the Lakers and <laughs> reunite with LeBron. None of that happened. And, and Ben Simmons, is Ben Simmons going to play basketball ever again? <laughs> Who knows? It is wildly fascinating to try to pin down what this Brooklyn team will be, and how good they could be. Yeah. Because if you, if you say you're getting 70-plus games from all three of those guys, you're talking about a Brooklyn Nets team that, like, lock top three seed in the East, right? Mm, depends. But, who, like, but nobody can say that confidently. No. Is KD really going to be bought in? Is Kyrie not going to be distracted by, like, pixie dust and ivermectin? <laughs> Is Ben Simmons actually a guy who wants to play basketball right now? So many unanswerable questions. <laughs> unanswerable. <laughs>
1: He's like, unanswerable questions here. Yeah, but they're, they're very interesting. You're right. Um, except for the awesome silliness that you just threw out there with it. But you're right. Everything you said is, is pretty dead on. And that's what makes them just an intriguing watch. You know what I'm saying? When the season begins, even in the preseason. Like, I'm just going to be ecstatic to just see what they do. Um does Ben Simmons play in the preseason because he hasn't played forever, you know? Does Kyrie He's retired, do it? Like, dude? <laughs> <laughs> right. And it's funny because they you you snow on the floor, uh, Will, how they all kind of fit with each other. Because they either do two either two of those players do things great and one doesn't on both sides. Like when it comes to scoring, Kyrie and Durant, you know what I'm saying, elite scores. You know what I mean? And but Ben Simmons is not. When it comes to defense. Durant and Ben Simmons elite defenders but Kyrie is not you know so they kind of compliment and put bandages on what those guys don't do great and so it's it's gonna be interesting to watch and then the team around them that they have right because you have those three but are the cupboards bare or not? You know, you got Curry, you know, you know, he's going to be a shooter. Joe Harris. Like that. You theoretically got Joe coming Harris. back healthy. Hopefully he's healthy. They just yeah. traded for Royce
3: O'Neill. They got Nick Claxton. Correct. Got some young players. that I think will be good in Cameron Thomas, Daron Sharp. Uh, I think we're overthinking this. They're going to be really freaking good. They have three just absolutely elite players. I think people forgot how good Ben Simmons is and probably rightfully so. Cause he just disappeared last time he did play, which was like over a year ago. Um, He's really good, and I think he's a great fit next to Kevin Durant because everybody is a great fit next to Kevin Durant because he's, like, the most malleable superstar of all time. Uh, Kyrie, there's no more restriction on the COVID stuff, so he's going to be playing. Like, they have nothing to lose by sitting out and everything to gain by playing. So they, they're they all competitors. I think you know Kyrie, probably still a bit of a wild card. I don't see why Ben Simmons would hold out any longer. He's on a different team. He got what he wanted, and he has an opportunity to, like, be on a real winner next to two of the great players of all time so I think they're gonna be really good they have great depth it's probably gonna be like a little bit of a a roller coaster like emotionally for them to get back on board but they're professionals and I think they're gonna want to win so why why not try you're, you're
0: giving those three a lot of credit right now, Will. I will remain a giant skeptic until I actually see them <laughs> playing solid basketball on the floor together more often than not.
3: And that's totally fair. But I, my guess is just that it will be okay. If you have that much talent, you'll be okay.
0: Fair. Uh, so we are going to do a full breakdown. You mentioned, you know, the Royce O'Neill trade. They brought Claxton back on a pretty team-friendly deal. We're going to talk about everything that's off season coming up on our thursday episode a full eval of their off season. so stay tuned for that later this week and after this break we're going to talk about the other new york team that's and what one? they did this offseason oh the knickerbockers oh, that's you that's ever that? heard of the knickerbockers uh, no kiss no doesn't it? Does, does it ring a bell doesn't does ring a bell really. uh today's episode brought to you guys by our great friends at points bet PointsBet Sportsbook is counting down the days, y'all, mm. until the football season with a new offer every day until the season kicks off. From right now until September 8th, mm. that's the NFL's opening day.
1: September 8th? That's when opening day That's is? like, that's like right, around is all right around the corner. Right around the corner. there.
0: Until the season kicks off. Uh, from now until September 8th, PointsBet Power Hour will unlock a new daily offer from noon to 1 p.m. Chicago time, aka Central Standard Time. Mm. Sign up for Points Bet now using that promo code CHGO to also get those two risk free bets up to $2,000. Don't miss out on your chance to get daily access to free bets, boosted odds, and so much more now through September 8th. But that's not all. If you make a $51 or more first time deposit, you'll receive a free membership to CHGO which unlocks all of our great exclusive web content at allchgo.com, including the most recent mailbag column that Mr. Gottlieb dropped yesterday uh, for you to read on allchgo.com right now. Plus, you get a free CHGO T-shirt of your choice from the CHGO Merch Locker. There's some new ones out there right now. We also, by the way, allchgo, Locker.com, 25% off today.
1: All shirts. Ain't beat that. All shirts, twenty five percent off today. I went crazy, by the way. Oh, <laughs> I oh, I placed an order today. Yeah, of course I did. I put an order in. Yes, I did.
0: <laughs> and you can get that CHO membership by downloading that PointsBet app. You guys, mm. download it today using promo code CHO to take advantage of that limited time offer. Because we all know that once the game starts, once the NFL season starts on September eighth, will preach it. The people don't just bet; tell them what to do live your bet life there you mm. go oh i'm so excited for betting Ugh. on points bet Can on football sundays
1: that? we're Ugh. so close i keep looking over here because i'm waiting for shirtless wonder to come on up out of here and stand on that balcony oh i thought yeah. shirtless wonder lived on that side no 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 he's right there wait he's, the yeah. entire time it's been there two there are two shirtless wonders then you're saying there's somebody else on this side too. yes a shirtless wonder that's the one you were talking oh, about right way. joey
2: the one over there no, that was the guy that was painting dangerously on the roof. Oh, <laughs> he okay. happened to be he happened to be shirtless while doing that, but he was dangling off the roof while painting. I, that's oh, that's okay. the only time I I've seen I thought him. Thought now.
0: you guys were talking about? Oh, no, no, this one shirtless painter guy. No, no this,
2: this is shirtless shirtless cigarette smoker on the balcony. That's right.
1: With a dog. He's got a dog, too. So I'm
2: just wondering if this guy might, like, listen to some of our shows, and he's like, yeah, that guy sounds like a real idiot. And then one day he's going to be like, holy shit, like, that's me. Like, that's, that's Big Dave. He's standing there pointing at me. Like." I mean, if he's
0: listened to enough of our shows, he probably knows that our studios are here in the West Loop yeah. of downtown Chicago. I mean, I he can put that together. You know what I'm saying? And so does he also yeah. reside in that location. He he must have putting that together by now. Putting wow!
1: I'm yeah, very curious to know what he Putt. does for a living. Like I'm just fascinated with this human being. I now. think
0: I think he pets a dog and shirtlessly smokes cigarettes for a living.
1: Yeah. It's the same he, and it's the same sweatpants every time. It's the same black ones every single time, man. Will I'm that fascinated. That makes the
0: shirtless sadder.
1: <laughs> it makes it more awesome to me. Really? Yeah, there's nothing because, wrong
3: with wearing sweatpants.
1: Nothing. Okay? Nothing, nothing. Nothing. I agree.
0: No, there's 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 i can validate sweatpants for occasional at-home leisure wear yes sweatpants and shirtless just to me just looked it paints too sad of a picture <laughs> it's like what happened to you in your
1: life <laughs> you you equate that with like divorce yes something like that okay yes All right, I divorce more of
3: joblessness style, sweatpants and tank top guy just you yes, know really. like <laughs> the starter kit <laughs> The starter
0: <Like>, kit. <laughs> Like, what, one expired milk carton away from just throwing <laughs> in the towel completely.
1: I quit, life.
0: You know who else is a expired milk carton away from throwing in the towel completely? Who's this? The New York Knicks.
1: Hey, the segues are brilliant. Yes, they are.
0: I mean, I actually think that they're very confident coming into this season. They are always confident. Let's, I guess, just also put a giant asterisk on evaluating their offseason with, before, between now and the season starting, they could also add Donovan Mitchell to this whole big Situation.
1: It's true. It's true. But
0: for now, now. let's take a look at what the Knicks have done this offseason. Sure. So 2022 NBA draft night, they make a pretty big trade with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Mm -hmm. Here are the details of that trade in case you forgot it. They traded the rights to the 11th overall pick to OKC because OKC was just making picks on picks on picks this year. That's what they do. And the Knicks stockpiled for the near future, getting... Three first round picks in 2023. They're all protected and they come from Detroit, from Washington, and from Denver. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about this trade that the Knicks made uh, earlier this summer on draft night to say, okay, see, you can have our pick this year, but we're stockpiling three on top of what we have next year.
1: Honestly, I'm, I'm going to see, see the wheel on this one because I, I have no idea. Like, I don't know what they were thinking or if there's something in the next draft that they like, I, I'm very confused by it. Maybe Will can straighten this out for me, please.
3: I feel like I'm Charlie Day, like mailer room meme, trying to figure out like the protections on these picks. And I got boxes full of Pepe, Sylvia. It's, I cannot figure it out. There's two, but I think it's interesting because one from the Thunder standpoint, I know we're not talking about them, so I'll keep it brief. They have so many picks that at some point they needed to consolidate. And the guy they consolidated on, and they'll be able to do it again, but the guy they consolidated on was Usman Jing, who like maybe will be an NBA player this year. I'm not sure. For the Knicks, I mean, it all comes back to what we were talking about yesterday. And this is a mad dash to create as much cap space and get as many draft picks as they can so they can trade for Donovan Mitchell. And it's so transparent. I mean, this is just so transparent. So, um, yeah, I mean, basically everything they did was Trying to appease Danny Ainge here, um, they got they had to pay to get rid of like Nerlens Noel and Alec Burks. Um, I wasn't crazy about anybody that they could have drafted at eleven, but just such a weird scenario where uh, they just basically gave up what should be what typically would be a really strong pick at number eleven for a bunch of like future protected picks that are probably not going to convey for a while, which probably means they're not as valuable, which means they're going to have to give even more of them in this Donovan Mitchell trade that eventually will happen.
0: Yeah, I mean, if especially if you look at the picks coming via Detroit and Washington through OKC, two teams that could very well be in the lottery next year, Yeah, Washington and Detroit. Denver, you know, even without Jamal Murray healthy, we're a playoff team this past year. You expect him to be so again. I, I, I'm not sure what the exact protections on that Denver pick are, but you're right, Will, in that some of these might not convey right away you're also right to say it's not about these picks or it wasn't about picking at 11 this year. It's about clearing as much cap space as they could to go out and sign these guys. Um, So because that was the big part of the Knicks uh, off season, let's move on to that quick note. They did also have a second round pick 42nd overall, which they
3: used to draft Trevor Keels out of Duke. Uh, But can I, can I make one? Well, actually, are you going to get, there's like three or four trades that happened that, made all these pick works, but the Denver one actually got rerouted to the Hornets, who we'll talk about in a minute, in the Jalen Duran trade, which I also thought was really bad for both teams. Um, so it's just, it's all a mess here. They're not even going to get that pick, which will be probably the only one that conveys this year. There
0: was so much craziness that happened on draft night with all these different trades, and then also immediately after draft night. Um, okay, but so the the thing that the Knicks did, uh, right. okay, well, so yeah, let's let's talk about that. The, the trade with Detroit mm-hmm. that... Uh, uh, said, said goodbye to Kemba Walker. I, I never understood why they, they wanted to make Kemba Walker a thing in, in New York, and then they clearly gave up on that fairly quickly in that three-way, three-way trade. That it's exactly him. what
3: we talked about with Donovan. He's from New York, and he's supposed to be good. So they did whatever they could to get a New Yorker on the Knicks, and hopefully he was good and it did not work out.
1: And we all knew how it was going to end with Kemba Walker. The second he went there, It was like, this is not going to work with Tibbs,
3: period. This is just and not going to work. And then they hurt. had to pay to get rid of him.
1: Yeah. Like just, no.
0: Yeah. Uh, and we can get into that trade a little bit further because you know who else was involved in that trade were the Charlotte Hornets, who we're going to talk about next. Yeah. Um, but so, bye bye, Kemba in New York. They bring in Jalen Brunson, the guy mm. that they lured away from the Dallas Mavericks after his breakout season there. Um, certainly, the, the relationships that, that exist between Brunson and, and his inner circle and people who the Knicks hired. Um, So Brunson was signed on a four-year, $104 million contract. And that's pretty big. But they also made a couple of other significant moves, bringing Mitchell Robinson back on a four-year, $60 million deal. And a guy that a lot of Bulls fans, and I know our guy Will, had a close eye on, Isaiah Hartenstein, who was the backup big in, uh, uh, in L.A. for the Clippers this past year. They also stole him away from the Clips on a two-year, sixteen million dollar deal. There you see the deets on all of those free agent signings. Thank whoa, you. Whoa, whoa,
2: whoa! What about Jericho Sims, former Texas Longhorn? Can't
0: can't leave out Joey's guy, Jericho Sims. Can't. I mean, that's the most important on all the signings on your screen right there. Clearly, okay. Thank you, Longhorn Sam. Hey. <laughs> one of the
3: one of the craziest jumpers in the NBA. That guy absolutely flies, Jericho Sims. Like uh, so.
0: I mean, we've talked about it a little bit, but how much do you guys think Brunson moves the needle for the Knicks, if at all?
1: I mean, not really. I mean, yes, because he's, he's good. He can play. We, he's skilled. We see that. But, like, if you're talking about elevating them up, you know what I'm saying, into a top six seed or something like that, no, I don't see that. And them up to a top eight. Mm-hmm. I don't see that either. You know what I mean? But, sure, he'll make them better because, he's one, he's already good, but he's going to Tom Thibodeau. Yeah. who is awesome with point guards, okay? Like, the, the list is long with what he's done with point guards. Me and Will got to talk to one of them, that's a flex, down in Summer League with uh, Aaron Brooks. And he, and he spoke of that, too, just of the loyalty and the respect that he had for Tom Thibodeau, man, and what he kind of does for those guys. So, yeah, I expect him to do that. And you got his father there also to be coaching with him as well. So he's going to help, but I just don't think, Will, he's going to be that kind of a guy.
3: If they don't get hit with a tampering fine, it's going to be absolutely insane because they literally hired his dad to go get him. Um, I don't think it moves the needle that much, but I also don't think they brought him there to be their number one option. Uh, They still have Julius Randle. They still have RJ Barrett, and obviously they're going after Donovan Mitchell, and I don't even think it stops there. like They're always going to be swinging big. So I think he's a great complementary piece. I think he's sort of a perfect combo guard to play alongside you know a star like Donovan Mitchell or multiple stars because he can shoot it. He can run some offense. He's a great defensive player. He can guard up and down. I think he's a really solid player, and he will obviously help them. But he's not somebody that like makes the engine run, and that's kind of what they need right now, just given where they are. So, uh, like I said, I'm not. It's almost like incomplete for them right now because there's going to be more moves. It's just a matter of for who and when. Um, but I do like Brunson for them in general. It's just not. He's not there to be their number one guy.
0: Um, yeah, I, I mean, again, and a lot of this is predicated on also whether or not Donovan Mitchell shows up when you're talking about where is Jalen Brunson on the hierarchy of usage percentage of these pieces with this Knicks team when you also throw in Julius Randle and RJ Barrett, how many shots are they getting up versus how many shots Brunson's going to get up. Yeah. To me, like, yeah, I also really liked Isaiah and would have loved the Bulls to, to find a way to get him, maybe using their full MLE, but they didn't. Um, the low-key, most impressive thing to me is that Mitchell Robinson deal. Mm. Four years, 60, for a guy who is in that sort of tier of not worthy of a max contract, but is still young, has a lot of upside, and is only going to get better. And I, I still haven't fully forgiven him for injuring Patrick <laughs> Williams in Game 5 of right. 82 last right. season. Right. but. How you? The other the other detail that I like about this Mitchell Robinson contract is it's de-escalating. Yes. He's a young guy on a de-escalating contract. Next season, the year one of four, 17 mil, you work your way through this contract, and by year four of this deal, he's making just under 13 mil. Wow. That's a great contract for the Knicks, in my opinion. Yeah,
1: very smart move for them, and you saw his impact, as you mentioned, you know, with Patrick Williams, but just defensively, his impact, man, like, that dude blocks shots. Okay. Ooh. That's what he does. He blocks shots. Um, he dealt with some injuries uh, in his career. You know what I'm saying? Like that. So we'll see, you know, if he can stay healthy. Even though he was pretty, relatively healthy, you know what I'm saying, in, in 2021. Mm-hmm. He was relatively, I think he played like 70 games or something like that. But yeah, like I'd like him. I thought I wanted the Bulls to pursue him. Uh, I thought he would answer a lot of the questions we had, which was, you know, that uh, defense around the rim and uh, that rim protection for the Bulls. He definitely answered uh, that question. Um, and, yeah, he, he's a good fit for them, you know, that guy that you could throw those alley-oops to because he's super athletic on the top of all of that. So, yeah, he's what uh, you thought Ner- Nerland's Noel was going to be. He's exactly what that is, man, and using that defense, using that athleticism, and he got that f- nice contract. So, yeah, more power
3: to him. It's just a little weird to me that they would then also go out and sign Hardenstein. Yeah. And it seemed like he was getting similar offers, um, from other teams I mean it was just like the taxpayer or the non-taxpayer mid-level which he ended up getting um so it seemed like he could have gotten competitive offers elsewhere now he's just gonna be you know maybe getting at most 24 minutes a night off the bench for the Knicks so um a little weird there for me like why not just draft Jalen Durant instead of going jumping through all these hoops to like maybe get Donovan Mitchell with a bunch of protected future picks I don't know uh, it's just kind of weird, and I also don't necessarily think that, like, I, I like one or the other. But I don't think that going out and signing two centers is really, like, the way that any team should operate in the year twenty twenty
1: two. No, you're right. That's a good point.
0: Uh, some of the other pieces you got coming back for this Knicks team, you got Reddish, you got Fournier. Uh, you know who was a name, still is a name, involved in these Donovan Mitchell talks. Mm-hmm. Obi Toppin quickly. Uh, you know, uh, our guy Grimes, who we were talking about Grimes. just the other day, who we saw play in Summer League. And then Grimes. the other name that I'm sure Bulls fans want us to touch on, at least briefly, Derrick Rose. Mm. Still under contract with the New York Knicks still coming there. into this season. Still Had some injury issues again last year, yeah. but at times looked like he was the engine that made the Knicks go. Yeah. Like he did when he first came to that Knicks team and was like, hey, man, I'm still D. Rose. I still got plenty left in the tank. And they, when he went, they went. Yeah. And then dealing with injuries again last season, what do you guys see ahead for Derek this year?
1: Uh, kind of what you saw last year, I think. Um, he's going to have those moments for sure because he's Derek Rose. But will he be able to stay relatively healthy? That will always be the question forever going forward for the rest of his NBA career. Can he stay healthy enough to make that big old impact that we kind of want him to make? Even though it's with the Knicks, I really, really don't. But I just want him to you know, just be relatively pain-free and relatively healthy and, you know, put up those numbers and have those games. You know what I'm saying? Even though it's in the Knicks uniform, it's still Derrick Rose, and I like seeing him succeed. But I don't know as far as the impact uh, will be because a lot of that is health-dependent uh, with Derrick Rose. But when he's out there, you see, you see what he does when, when he's out there, man. He, they were talking to him for six-man of the year other uh, the one year when he was relatively healthy for the Knicks. So you, you see the impact he can have on the floor for that team,
3: uh, Will. We should get one of those like counters podcast days since we last mentioned injury and it would always be at zero because we have to talk about injuries every single day. And when you talk about Derek, that's exactly right. You have to talk about injuries. Uh, 26 games last year, 35 the year before that. Um, it's just sad. Like he's not he's not going to play much, but you're right. He was, and especially during that playoff run against the Hawks, like he played really well. So as long as Tom Thibodeau is his coach, he'll have an opportunity to get minutes uh, as long as he's healthy. And yeah, I mean, I think it's a fine veteran player to have. They also lost Taj Gibson to the Wizards, which sad, to, sad to see those guys break up, but they just have, they have a lot of guys and that's why they're making these big swings for Donovan Mitchell. Cause like you need a guy, you don't, you don't need like Cam Reddish to be your sixth wing, you know, like you need, you need a guy.
0: Uh, okay, so quickly before we move on, grades and projections for the New York Knicks uh, and their off season. I gave them a B minus um, That's nice. because they did get Brunson away from Dallas. They brought back Robinson on, as I explained, a, I think a team friendly deal. They got Hartenstein, and they and they uh, beefed up their their cabinet of draft picks in that trade. So. B minus. Mm-hmm. I, I still don't have a whole lot of faith, as as I as you see there. None of us see them as even making the play in.
1: No, no. Uh, don't see them at that. I, I actually. I, no, no. I had them at like ten,
2: <laughs> which would be the very yeah, last play I, yeah, spot. I, like I 10 changed. To I it, I changed Dave's rankings from ten to twelve to no play in because. Of, yeah, you can't have ten to twelve. It's either seven
0: to ten or well, 11 I just and change it is changed because the play? because no it's not
2: only 10 though, no 10
1: it? is in the play
0: is it so i in didn't
2: know end? i didn't know what to do because it could have been it's either play in 10 is in the play in but uh-huh. 11 and 12 are out dave has been so making so his, his own entirety. tears this so whole time I, I, right <laughs> the whole time we've been doing these has like been a little life. all over the place <laughs> with the tears so i just said you know i think this is what dave meant by it and okay. i'll just clarify you know on the show that he had 10 to 12 but i but i put no play in. All right. I, I didn't, didn't think that.
1: <laughs> that's not what I meant by it. Um, but I, feel, I see what your, your uh, mental was on that. But I'm not mad about it. It's the Knicks. I don't care. You want to say they'll make the play in? Okay. That's cool with me. It's fine. But I, I kind of was like maybe – that's why I said Brunson kind of moves the needle for you. That's kind of why I had them at like maybe they can get in there at the 10 or something like that because he could have one of those months that we saw him have like in the playoffs – uh, for Dallas, like that could be the case, but yeah, they, and they still have Randall, who's really good. They still have RJ Barrett, who's really good. Um, they still have those guys. We mentioned Mitchell Robinson, Hardenstein coming off the bench. Those guys are going to help that basketball team. So if they make the number ten play in, I wouldn't be super duper surprised by it. Uh, but I don't, I just don't have that kind of faith. You know what I'm saying? In that kind of squad.
3: Go ahead, Will. Yeah, I don't really see it. I mean. Barring another big move for them, I just don't think they have. I know they won like forty-five or something games the year before, but like they were, they missed the play-in by six games this past year. I'm not really sure. You know, Jalen Brunson, and you know, hopefully you get some growth out of quickly, and you know, guys like Miles McBride, uh, Obi Toppin, maybe help help sort of push you into that mix. But I don't really see any of these other teams uh, having gotten worse. Maybe you could talk about the Hornets a little bit, which we will do shortly, but I just don't really see them as being a real threat. If they get Donovan Mitchell, I think they're a clear play-in team, but until that happens, we just don't really know. And so for me, C- minus for the grade, just because I think they are playing their hand a little bit too much and making their stance a little too obvious to the point where they're going to end up way overpaying for guys that probably don't help them that much. I mean, that's kind of what happened with Brunson, right? It's like, they had to overpay him to pry him from Dallas. Um, I like Brunson for them. I'm not, you know, I I don't really think it was. They're, they're just whole, their whole plan doesn't really make a ton of sense to me. So it's nice that they got him, but I'm not really sure. I still don't really like understand what they're doing. So for me, it was C minus, and I think they missed the plan. Is
1: still upset with how they did it. Oh, for sure,
0: for <laughs> yeah. sure they are. Yeah. The Cubans always upset about something. Yeah, well that's, fair. that's uh, fair. Okay, so there it is. There is your New York Knicks off season coming up. We will talk uh, about what the Charlotte Hornets did this off season. Another yeah. one of those teams that's probably going to be fighting for a spot in that plane again this upcoming season. But first, Big Dave, tell the people out there mm-hmm. how they could be helping
1: mm-hmm. themselves with a little thing called Owen. Mm. It's something you can start your day with your afternoon, or your evening. It doesn't matter the time. You get you some of this in you, you're going to feel good because it's free of those artificial ingredients. It's allergen-friendly, no gluten or dairy, and it's easy on the tummy-tum-tum, y'all. It is easily digestible. It's owing. It's 100% plant-based protein shake that gives you nutrition that works as hard as you do, as hard as Joey does, as hard as Sean does, as hard as this man does, as hard as Shirtless Wonder does, because I just think he's like an espionage spy for the FBI or something like that. It works as hard as him as well. works out all these wonderful people. And you know who else loves this drink? You know who else wants some more of this Owen deliciousness? Give me one? Give me one! Justin Fields. There it is. Go get it! God touchdown! (laughs) That's how we do it baby So why don't you get down with all of that wonderfulness y'all Because Owen and CHGO have partnered up To give you this awesome awesome offer right here Get 20% off your first purchase At liveowen.com Just use that code CHGO20 That's 20% off your first purchase At liveowen.com Code CHGO20 So why don't you join all of us and join Justin Fields and all that he has right here and try Owen because it is only what you need. Because as Justin Fields will probably say, Owens. Oh, A win. Hey. Mm. You hear the good
0: news? Tell me. He's playing the entire first half Saturday against Cleveland.
1: Or bad news, depending
0: on how you feel about yeah, the Bears offensive I, line. I don't feel good about
1: that at all. That's not good news to me, Matthew. Uh, When that question was asked earlier, I was like, no, don't play him at all. He can sit down and let's go in in season one. All right. All right. I mean... Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm a, that that does mean I'll actually watch. Yeah, it does mean that. Like I, I was, wa-
0: I was watching Trevor Trevor Simeon last Thursday. Trevor
1: Simeon, looking shout, like out. His, shout out Northwestern Wildcat.
0: Yeah. throwing tutties for the Bears.
1: Solid backup out there, man. He's been solid in these games. Yes, yeah. he he's been really solid. I was
0: seeing my buddy who went to Northwestern, who's in my one of my fancy leagues. I was like, you know, you got to draft Trevor Simeon like first round, right?
1: First round,
0: because okay. he's a Northwestern
1: Wildcat who's okay. QB two for the Bears.
0: <laughs> he's just dumb enough. Yes. He just might do it.
1: And Shannon, you are correct. That's Chicago Sky, baby. Game three. Game three. It's over. It's they nod. got it in the bag. You see that ass whooping they put on them? My God. What?
2: Whoa. It's over. They got it in the bag. Yeah. yeah. I, they, I, like, I hope so, too, but that's like, you know, it's... Dude, no superstition? Did they you are not see game level, two? They are not I saw. I saw. I saw. When the Sky play to the height of their capabilities, Correct. the Liberty
0: are nowhere
2: near them. Nowhere near it. All right. That just freaks me out as any sports fan. Just nah, coming. nah. 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 Okay.
0: I'm sorry. I, yeah. If they could beat a team in a playoff game by the widest margin in WNBA playoff <laughs> history, <laughs> they could go ahead and clean
1: that series up yeah. in game 3. I don't care what floor they're playing on. I feel on. you if this was the Aces or somebody they was playing I
2: feel you, but no, nah, bro. They they You're supposed to. Liberate. I hope I very here. I hope you guys are right 100%. Yeah,
0: Shout out also Wade, executive of the year in the shout WNBA. Out. Yes,
2: man.
1: Shout out.
0: James Wade.
1: Yes. Big shout out. Ma- man. made some
0: great moves in the offseason yeah. to beef up that, that core Dude, that, that Gardner, came back. Man. My God. Yeah. Gardner. Yeah. Is Goodness oof. gracious. Beast. Uh, and Meesman, also a newcomer this season. Right. Uh, okay. Back to the NBA. Back. Uh, Charlotte Hornets, guys. Pretty low-key offseason for them. Chilling. With the exception of one very glaring problem that happened to one of their biggest players off the court. We will get to that. True. But chronologically, let's start with draft night. Uh, the three-team trade between the Hornets, Knicks, and Pistons. The Pistons get the rights to the number 13 overall pick, Jalen Duran, who Will just mention previously discussing the Knicks, and that old man, Campbell Walker, via the Knicks. The Hornets get a 23 first-round pick from Denver and four future seconds. What do we think about this deal for the Hornets, Dave?
1: Uh, okay, cool. Like, <laughs> sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you get your four second round picks. Got you that. Like, yeah, okay. I don't hate it. You know what I'm saying? It's not bad. I'm not I'm not scratching my head about it. I'll say that. I'm not just like, what the hell are they doing? Like, yeah, you got you a nice get back for that. So, sure.
3: Can you put the graphic back up for for a second, Joey? Toss it back. the graphic back up. Give them the I need own. to, I need Give to them- examine this one more time. Okay, so they got... A first-round pick and four seconds for Jalen, like. For basically uh, just, having the right to 13.
0: Durin. Yeah.
3: Like, but I. It's, and it's
0: is, because they knew they had that pick number 15 just two spots down the road. Yes, correct. Which right, is have, why they, why they probably take, felt okay trading 13 in that package. They still got their guy. Why not
3: take Duran and Tari Eason or like A.J. Griffin or something? Like, they could have made themselves. And obviously, they didn't know what was going to go on with Miles Bridges. And that's that's a. Whole separate uh you know can of worms that that we can talk about. But like LaMelo ball is like 20 years old. I mean they're they're in a position where they can load up on talent and take big swings. And a core of LaMelo, Tari Eason, and Jalen Duran in the next three to six years is gonna be awesome. And like we talked about it when we did the draft evaluation. I'm not really a believer in Mark Williams. I think he'll be fine. I think Jalen Duran has a chance to be really special. I was really surprised that he fell even outside of the top 10 and I know they had a, they had a lock or whatever to get Mark Williams, but like, why not take him and draft another wing and really set yourself up with a ton of young talent, as opposed to just doing like the really safe thing of taking a guy that, you know, maybe has a little bit of a higher floor than Durin, but certainly not as high a ceiling. So it all, and I talk about this with Mark on our, on our Friday editions where I just believe in going for it and being a little bit more aggressive than conservative when it comes to, like, going for talent. And this was an example of just something that I really don't like because it's just way too safe for me, and I don't think it raises their upside when they have, like, a potential superstar in the making. Like, you got to put real talent around them.
0: It it is weird to think about. Like, maybe they knew talking to everyone else on draft night as those picks were going off the board that they – the guy that they really wanted was Mark Williams and that he was going to be there at 15. Yeah. So they felt like it was redundancy to keep pick 13. Oh, exactly right. But, but it is weird that, you know, from, from your perspective, well, I get it because then you're like, okay, well, if we don't, if we, if we feel confident in not needing 13 and 15, and we're going to get Williams at 15. So let's just, let's make a deal and trade away 13. You're just basically kicking the can down the road to getting a first round pick next year and four seconds. And Look, I'm not the saying that four second round like picks is 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 worthless, than. but it it is weird when you think like, lost value. why why do they, they want those value. four second rounders so badly, you know?
3: They lost value. I really think like just from an asset play, you lost value. And then when you put on top of that, like, you know, the the talent that you could have in Jalen Duran And potentially Tar Eason or AJ Griffin or one of these other guys that they could have drafted. I just think they lost value. And, you know, regardless of how you want to play it in terms of going all in or being really safe and conservative, that's fine. But like they lost value from just like a pure economic standpoint. And I thought I just thought it was a bad move. Like you're going to end up with like a pick in the mid to late 20s from the Nuggets and four seconds when you could have had like a chance at a real like high level contributor.
0: Fair enough. Uh, so they did, in fact, take Mark Williams with the 15th overall pick. Uh, we talked about him a lot leading up to the draft. We knew that the Bulls liked him, yeah. but would probably not have him on the board. He goes three picks before the Bulls take Dalen Terry 18th. There you see again his uh, his measurements. Does have that 7-6 wingspan? A guy who can block a lot of shots, finish at the rim. But as you've said, Will, other. Very drastic limitations to his offensive game mm. as of right now. Um, so you know, I, I yeah, I'm, it, it was an underwhelming draft night for them from my perspective as well. Uh, even though I do like Williams, I, I think I like him a little bit more than you do, Will. Um, and and then you get to free agency, and you're like, okay, they did even less in free agency than they did on draft night. Mm. Cody Martin, four years, thirty one point three million. That's it. That is the only signing. The Hornets made this summer.
3: Yeah. Here's- Bring back Cody Martin, baby <laughs> done to do list done. <laughs> We're going to assist. They also, they also fired a coach that I thought was really good for them in James Brago, and brought back a coach that they fired a couple of years ago. in Steve Clifford, who obviously didn't work out or they wouldn't have fired it hey, So like, crazy. I don't know, Joe. you're going to show my grade in a second. I'm talking myself down. Like, Make it lower. <laughs> I, do, I do not like what the Hornets did. They just made themselves so much worse. They lost the ton of value, and I think they kind of set themselves back. The thing I, I
1: liked about the free agency was uh, Mitch Kupchak said, "We're not going to do anything in free agency." Like that's what he said. He said we're not going to make any splash mentality. signings and do, do anything, anything like that. And he was a man of his word. They didn't do. It, they didn't make any splash signings. Like he said, they signed Martin and they went home. Like, that's exactly what he – they did what they wanted to do. You know what I mean? And and when you say what you want to do and you keep your word, I, I honor that. Whether I am agree with it or not, I honor that you set a plan and, and you saw it out. <sighs> okay, so, you yeah, know so – It was a bad plan. They, bad they plan. got they got again, mellow. Again, Will, I, like I said, whether I agree with it or not, you, you had one and you stuck to your guns. I, I give them that.
0: Gordon Hayward is still around. Terry Rozier making a lot of money to yes. be a, a Charlotte Hornet. Hayward
1: should be gone, by the way.
0: PGA Washington. <laughs> Kelly
1: Oubre still there. McDaniels. Plumley. It's it's just a very mediocre roster. It is. Uh, Hayward, I, I thought he should have been traded, honestly. Yeah. I thought that that would have been an excellent move for them because you can still lie to people about Hayward in his you? game. You Yes. Can you? Yes, you can. Okay. You can still lie to him about that. You, look, he can get you 20. I'm telling you, you can do it. You can get your 20 out there. You can still get away with Gordon Hayward, and maybe you can fix him like that. He's got a good another three teams left in him, I think. You can still do that with Gordon, man. But they didn't make a trade uh, for him. Like you said, they weren't going to do any splashy things or anything like that. So they held on to it. And there goes the to do list. I
3: really like Cody Martin. I wanted – he's a guy that I thought the Bulls should go after. But, like – And the Miles Bridges thing, like, this is still unresolved, and we don't, like, know for sure what happened, but it looks terrible. They obviously did not, um, you know, he's basically a free agent right now, and he's radioactive. Like, no team is going to sign him. They lost him for nothing. Um, They still have a bunch of, like, older bets in Gordon Hayward and Rozier with a younger core, which tells me that, like, they don't really have an identity. Um, Yeah, I just, I really don't get what they're trying to do. And if they're trying to be good right now, then why wouldn't you try to go get some more talent with your draft picks as opposed to just like trade everything away so that you could lock in Mark Williams. And if you're trying to be bad, then you should still go out and try to get as much talent in the draft as you possibly can and move Gordon Hayward and move Terry Rozier for picks because that's the direction you want to go. So it just seems like they are on the wrong side of mediocre and I'm not really sure how they get out of there.
1: And not just Miles, but also Montrez Harrell as well. You know, Trez is currently a free agent, just you know,
0: floating out there in the ether. Yeah, but yeah. So Bridges, you know, we can we can touch on it briefly. He was arrested on June 29th, uh, released on bond. He's currently facing three felony domestic violence charges. He did plead not guilty on July 20th. This is the guy who led the Hornets in points per game last season. Yes, he did. And right now. Things do not look great for him, it does not, and they, and thusly, do not look though, great for the Hornets.
3: just disgusting. So, yeah. I mean, this... Just, and, go ahead. And it, and it also contributes to, to like, their off-season as a whole. As terrible as all of that is for Bridges and for, you know, his wife and kid. Like, it's just, it's so bad for everybody. That whole situation is just, like, is... And they're just, like, festering in it. Like, they're not doing anything to try to, like to get out of there. I don't know. It just it's bad. It's just very bad. Yeah,
0: it'll be interesting to see. So uh, and this is a criminal case. You know, he's facing three felony counts right now. A slightly different situation than what Deshaun Watson has just gone through in the NFL, you know, but it'll be interesting to see how the NBA handles this from their side of things because the NFL increased Deshaun Watson's suspension from six games to 11 and a lot of people were still saying, really? Yeah, that's it.
1: Yeah.
0: What? if anything, will be the, on top of what he faces criminally and legally, what is he going to face from the NBA? Because I feel like in recent years with Adam Silver at the helm, the NBA has had shorter and shorter leashes of leniency when it comes to stuff like this. If you screw up, you are going to pay for screwing up in this manner, which is 110% inexcusable.
1: Yeah. like. And, and I see the NBA coming down on them, just for the reasons you just said right there. They have shown that. They, they're they not going to put up with stuff like this, and they shouldn't put up with stuff like this. Um, it's such a – man, it's its a terrible situation, man. It's just so bad all around. And it was in the year, like, he was supposed to have the big contract year and do all that stuff coming off of being – He played Europe, awesome last 20 year. 20-point score. Like, he played great. He was yeah. clearly the number two uh, guy for LaMelo, you know, and they were building their chemistry like that. And, I mean, just – just being an idiot, man. You know what I'm saying? Doing dumb shit.
2: Not to get too much into it, but I'm curious because the NFL has always been, like, comparatively a small potatoes. Like, if you are a, an offender of, of a domestic, teams will sign you once you've cleared the yeah. league-wide sanctions. Like, we've seen it. Tyreek Hill, like, yeah. Kareem Hunt. You know, if yeah. you if you clear the suspension, teams will sign you. I'm curious, outside of the NBA sanctions that they come down with, like, I I could really see just with where the NBA is at, as a league, just teams saying like, you know what, we're good. E- even mm-hmm. even if you're not on league suspension, we're just not. We we can't have that on our roster. So I'm I'm curious. I think that's a real possibility.
3: Yeah, it's gonna be curious to watch going forward, man. For sure. Yeah, I don't uh, think so it's out of the realm of possibility that he's done in the NBA.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, so before we get out of here, our our quick
0: grades and projections for the Hornets. I'm guessing that we'll did did we'll give them an F based on everything that Will has told us about how he feels about the Hornets offseason. now he gives them a I, okay, yeah, yeah, so we're kind of all in the kind same of, boat. Yeah. C, C plus, C minus. Yeah. We, Dave, still see a path for the Hornets to make the play-in. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you. For me, it is my complete lack of faith in the Knicks as an organization. <laughs> yes.
1: That I, that,
0: I, that I still have the Hornets squeaking into the play-in. Will, you don't even see them as a play-in team.
3: Yeah, and I... I see this, and I probably should have gone harder on the grid, but I also don't know, like, are the Knicks jumping into the play-in? I obviously don't think so. Uh, are the Wizards? Maybe the... I don't think the Pistons are ready yet. Like, I'm not really sure who else make it. Maybe they kind of, like, fall sort of ass-backwards into that last play-in spot, but I certainly don't think they're even that caliber of team. Now, LaMelo is truly a special player, um, so maybe he just, like, ascends and takes them there, but... Uh And that, I just I don't know I don't really see them doing so much damage especially considering how important of a player miles bridges was to them and the fact that not only did they not replace him which you know they, they can't do they're not going to do but they just continue to let the rest of the league pass as you know now probably their two and third their second and third most important players are Rozier and Gordon Hayward who are not getting any younger.
1: Uh I do want to say something. Uh... Will, Charles in the comments is upset because you have not given us a Brazil story. He wants a story from Brazil from you. He's very upset that he's been here this entire time and hasn't gotten a Brazil story from you, Will.
3: That's a real change of of subject.
0: Um, Yeah. (laughs) You can think about it and, you know,
3: give us one on Thursday. Yeah, Today we went on a walking tour of the historical area of Rio. And so we walked around and got to learn about uh you know some of the cool buildings and architecture and just history uh it was a former capital of the country now it's uh brasilia so um there's like a lot of history there um I'm trying to think about what else but i don't know i can come with some more stories in the future sorry charles i'm not giving you enough uh, such such a tourist
0: taking taking walking tours down there in brazil uh yeah. Continue to enjoy yourself. I, I, I've I given up on the idea of Will ever coming home. I hope you enjoy <laughs> living in Brazil for the rest of your life. I miss you.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's we, not dramatic uh, at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: We had a guest on deck for tomorrow. We had to reschedule that guest for next week. So tomorrow, Will, you're off. Dave and I are going to hang out and just do some AMA with our fellow Bulls fans. So join yes. us for that. Will, you'll be back in the fold with us on Thursday when we will break down every nook and cranny of the Nets offseason. And that will complete our series of off-season evals of all these teams in the East that the Bulls are going to be vying for East playoff standings with. Yes. Uh, in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter, Bulls underscore Peck, BOW, B-A-W-L Sports, won't got leave. We are CHGO underscore Bulls. Keep it locked right here on the CHGO Sports YouTube channel. We got our guys Cody and Sean coming up, CHGO bets at 430. We got White Sox pregame at 530. Mm. And then following White Sox game and Cubs game tonight, we got mm. Cubs and Sox postgame. And who's that guy over there? That's Joey.
1: And who's that guy over there? That's Chris. Hey. And that's hey, Sean.
0: Hey, Sean. Shaved his head on TV. Hit that thumbs up if you enjoyed today's show. It helps us out a lot. Make sure you're subscribed to the CSGO Sports Shit Channel on YouTube if you aren't already. Until tomorrow, Bulls Nation, appreciate you tuning in, as always, for Joey, Big Dave, Matt, Will. See you ready be good.